Welcome to Today in Space. I am your Space Science Podcast host from the East Coast, Alex Giorfanos, and it's episode 334. We're joining you in this last episode of January to talk about the end of Ingenuity, the first ever helicopter on another planet that flew on the Perseverance rover. We'll, we'll talk all about it in just a second here, but that's what this episode is about, is about this glorious engineering feat, this R&D masterpiece and first flight on another planet. So for me as an aerospace engineer, I want to talk about the first flight on Earth with the Wright brothers and a little bit of space story time. I'm going to talk about my first real aerospace class and what that learning experience was for me as someone who went to school for aerospace engineering purely out of the interest I had in the subject and how incredible it would have been to have worked on the shuttle uh, had it still been in existence or something similar without ever having gone to like a robotics thing or anything like that. Anyways, I'm rambling here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already subscribed to us wherever you're listening or watching this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is, subscribe there, follow us on social media. There's like a whole other aspect of Today in Space. If you're just listening to the podcast uh, on social media, Today in Space Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Today in Space Podcast on Facebook, and Today in Space on TikTok. And of course, don't forget about our playlist on Spotify, The Space Mix, all really listenable songs for space. It's an actual playlist. I enjoy this when I get hyped up for this show. I'll put it on in the car on long trips or when I'm just looking for a mix. It's all songs about space and it's it's a jam. So check it out, The Space Mix on Spotify and Go check out our 3D printing lab, AG3D Printing. We're doing a lot of stuff there. Some really cool upgrades to our 3D printer, which is now multi-material capable. So we're printing some cool stuff. And head over to ag3d-printing.com if you ever need anything 3D printed. We'll make it in our lab. But enough about that. Let's talk about ingenuity. Thanks for joining us. January 25th, 2024, the Ingenuity helicopter flies no more. I think I made myself sick with that pun, but let's continue. But just like on Earth with drones, if you've ever flown one, the drone on Mars didn't hit well on landing. The rotor hit the soil of Mars and broke, which means this helicopter ain't flying no more. But it's fully upright and still transmitting data and has power. So how much of a failure is it really? It's just one of those things that happens in space. Things, things break and there's no one there to fix it. But let's celebrate everything that was the Ingenuity helicopter and talk about its really, really humble beginnings as this really pioneering robotics experiment 
that turned into this magical three-year journey. This all starts back in July of 2020. The, the bursting of the pandemic and everyone's on lockdown and out of Cape Canaveral Air Force Base, the Ingenuity helicopter on board the Perseverance rover it heads on its way to Mars and eventually lands on February 18th, 2021 in Jezero Crater on Mars. This was a really interesting time in the pandemic and for this podcast because in 2021, I had really gotten my 3D printing to a whole new level and was 3D printing uh, terrain in my day job and decided, you know what, NASA has the this amazing data that it has from these orbiting missions of the scans of the data. Why don't I go on their website, find the model of the Jezero Crater where Perseverance was going to land, and it's one of the coolest things we've ever 3D printed. This is going to be part of the background for this episode, so... Um, if you see that, um, is there, we'll also be posting about it this week on today in space pod on Instagram. So for the episode, so check that out if you want to see more, uh, about and see that thing 3d printed. Cause it's really freaking cool, but it landed in Jezero crater perseverance following after curiosity, which was the first of the new Rover, uh, class, basically perseverance an upgraded version and, it brought with it its pal Ingenuity, which was this JPL experiment where they were sending this helicopter on a planet that has much thinner atmosphere. I've I've spoken with helicopter mechanics, and they all say that even on Earth, with the amount of air we have, helicopters shouldn't fly. Like, it's kind of crazy, the manipulation of physics that's going on there. So then to have less air on Mars, it just seems like a very almost impossible thing. But they tested it as well as they could here. They they tried to fly it in almost a vacuum, simulating the flight and, and making sure that they would tune everything and all the aspects of going vertical and turning things on. How much does it torque and shift? And are, are we accelerating too much as we're trying to go up with this limited atmosphere? They did all of that testing, and what was a 30-day lifetime expectancy helicopter on Mars turned into a three-year expedition. Ingenuity flew all over Jezero Crater. Here are some stats. So there were 72 flights over three years. And again, this is people on Earth sending commands to Perseverance, which is transmitting it to the Ingenuity helicopter. They're transmitting all of this information and stuff, and they're they're flying a drone from Earth on Mars. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and it flew in distance. Again, they, were, they would have been happy if they got some hops out of this thing, but instead, it flew 11 miles or 17 kilometers across Jezero Crater. It proved that powered controlled flight is possible on other worlds, which for the people that would be planning the mission or thinking up these things, what that does is opens up a whole other aspect of robotic missions, right? You can travel much farther distances with the ability to fly than you can with a rover. And stuff that we have on Earth, right, the drone technology today is so cheap and so 
high performing that just imagine how compact and high performing like a mission could be to Mars. And and that wouldn't just have to be one single drone. It could be a whole swarm of drones that like a satellite constellation are able to take way more data and we would be able to survey much more of Mars than we could with just a single rover. And the inaugural first flight on Mars, on another world, (laughs) was April 19th, 2021. And like we said, right now, it's upright and it can still communicate with the rover and Earth. So... You know, they'll keep this thing running as much as they can. Dust would probably be the biggest uh, thing that would take out ingenuity at this point, from from what I know. I don't know everything. But those solar panels getting covered with Martian dust over time could obviously make it so that it loses power and isn't able to gain it. So ingenuity had an an amazing, amazing flight. Again, a 30-day design of life. (laughs) for that robotic helicopter on another planet. And we got three years, 72 flights, and 11 miles out of that thing. So it's just a, it's an amazing robotics engineering moment. You know, and and compared to the Wright brothers, right, which is is the first flight, which happened December 17th, 1903. And that was the first successful airplane that, ever flew and that changed everything from how people eventually moved around and how easily and more widespread people can be uh, on a daily basis but also militarily navies were and ground troops were completely rocked by planes in their first um, thing and that's of course what leads us into um, world war one but that is for another episode for another existential crisis Folks, if you're anything like me, you're always looking to optimize what's going on. You know, for us, we've got so many things going on between the podcast and a full-time engineering job and following along on stuff in space all the time, 24-7. A 3D printing lab that we run and we 3D print services for people. We're doing a lot of stuff. And a lot of the times people will ask me, you know, how do you stay on top of this? How do you have all this energy? How do you stay focused? And... You know, I've gone the route of being very disciplined and trying to stick to it. But let's be honest. There are times where you are just depleted of resources, right? You need nutrients in order for your body to work. And your brain is no different. It's not just about what makes your body work. Your brain needs it as well. So how are you going to do that? I know I've been taking Magic Mind. And it has been my one solution to replenishing all those things that my brain needs on a daily basis. And it's in this little productivity shot that has 55 milligrams of caffeine. The reason I take it is because it allows me to optimize the moments that I actually do have time to work on my aspirational, inspirational stuff, right? My my podcast, uh, the side business. We're doing this while working full-time as an engineer, building it uh, in in the background. So I have to be on. Instead of waiting, you know, I've got an hour tonight. I don't want to spend 30 minutes getting ready to be in the zone and be in the creative process before I start doing stuff because then I've lost half my time. This is helping me recapture that. And not only is it helping with focus, it's helping with my anxiety too. It's it's 
helping reduce that overall anxiety that I I have and I manage on a day-to-day basis. So that frees me up. And it's also replacing my coffee intake. I mean, we're talking six cups of coffee was pretty much regular. And I've cut that down in half with Magic Mind. So I would highly recommend it, especially if you're trying to make something of of what you're doing. If you're, if you're jumping into being creative, if you're trying to work a little extra hard, if you're trying to just focus a little bit more in the chaos of today, I get it. Magic Mind is here to help. So you can use our code today in space 20 and go to magicmind.com, get the limited 56% off your first subscription or 20% off any item in the store. That's today in space 20. You get one month for free when you're subscribing for three months at magicmind.com slash Jan Today in Space. That's J-A-N Today in Space. And use the code Today in Space 20, and it's an extra 20% off, which means you get to 75% off. And this only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it goes away. Today in Space 20 and magicmind.com slash Jan today in space. We're doing this for January. So go check it out. Get on to the cleaner energy, cleaner focus movement with us with Magic Mind. Again, it's it's part of our daily routine. We have the 30-day subscription. Go check it out. Magicmind.com, today in space 20. Go check it out. But one of my favorite classes when I went to school for aerospace engineering was aerodynamics. And this is like one of the first classes that I, before the class started, I got the book early and I started reading the book early. That's, that's when I knew (laughs) that I really liked a subject, but those were the ones I always did well in. And if I wasn't super into a topic, then it just, it was going to be really hard (laughs) for me to do well in that class. So unless I could figure out the why of why I was learning this, then, then I, then I would figure it out. But my focus always went to the things I was super interested in, and the story of the Wright brothers was at the beginning of one of these books. I tried to find it the other day, and I do still have some of my books because, darn it, I paid a ton of money for those things, and there's actually good info in them. Regardless, my aerodynamics book, the beginning was talking about the R&D effort of figuring out the airfoil and all the different shapes that they went through that, you know, they tried. I mean, it was an entire table filled with these different shapes, and you could see step by step where they started, and you would see sometimes these phases where they would just, you would see the design change radically to something, and then there would be a few iterations of that, and then they would change completely to a different shape, and then some would be remixed and and put together, and then you start seeing when things start working. You see that airfoil that leads to the proper one that leads to this fixed-wing powered flight, and it creates lift and uses drag to the advantage, and it allows things to fly. And I think a lot of people, when they look at that process and they see how many just the pile as as uh the professor would say in Futurama, science doesn't move forward without heaps. That's true as far as data and especially R&D. 
and doing something that no one's done before. It's a process that sometimes you can get lucky and you, you can have a good guess early that pans out and is actually true in reality. But I think what's more common is that it's a learning process, right? And if you look at all, let's just say, 40 of those airfoils that they try, and you see, you know, oh, that's too much work, I would never get there, it's not so much about the work, like the journey of going from the beginning to the end of that is what makes someone good at something like that, like the R&D, right? It's about starting and then learning along the way and refining it and and basically you're getting feedback from reality on what's happening. And I remember reading this before the class and it really set me up well to digest all of the very difficult differential equations and, and just everything that we were working on to understand flow and just the dynamics of flight. And it was one of the best classes I've ever had and just that idea set me up for my my first job, uh, my internship that led to my job after college or during college because it took me a while. Uh, it was as an R&D engineer. We were trying to do some aerospace stuff. I was working with some injection molding materials and trying to work on some composites. And I was doing things that nobody had ever done before. So seeing all 40 of those airfoils and all that stuff that was there, it really was inspirational because it made me think, well, you know, it, it took them how many times? What Edison, right? Edison's famous for that example of, you know, I did so many light bulbs to figure out how to make, you know, I had so many failures so that I could figure out what the light bulb was. Let me look up that quote. All right, quick Google search. There are a lot of different versions of that quote. So I'm going with thomasedison.org. And the first one here, I think, captures it. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And that is the grind of carving out a new science or a new way of doing something or an old way of something new you know, approaching it with, with something that's old style and seeing how well it relates to something that's that's new and, and brand new. Like, there are times when people will take models from nature and apply it to something in mechanics and it ends up working out, that kind of thing. But in order for that person to be that savvy or interesting to think about, they thought about that because they've tried to solve a lot of different things. And that's the mindset of a maker. And I think what a lot of folks that listen to this podcast are, are interested in space, like what we find the most interesting. That's why SpaceX is interesting because they're iterating and they're, they're showing us the failures and they're reaping the rewards of those failures because they're finding all of these different ways how not to land a rocket. And now landing a rocket has become routine out of Florida so much so that when I take a trip down there later this year, I hope I'll see not only just one, but two launches if weather uh, keeps up. But obviously, we'll let you know when we're down there and uh, and try and follow it. But that's it, folks. I, I just wanted to share that story about R&D and ingenuity and, you know, really how amazing it is when things 
are done a different way and new things are found out and we just break those previously held ideas like a drone would never work on another planet because it doesn't have the same atmosphere as Earth and they barely work here on Earth. That was completely blown away and now we know that not only would it work, but it could change the whole way we look at missions on other planets and you know, if you're going to send a rover, you might as well send a drone at this point. So that is what we're all about here. And we thank you for joining us on Today in Space. As always, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. It helps a ton. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. That helps the algorithm bump us up higher in the charts and get recommended to more people. So if you guys love this podcast, that helps a ton. And of course, check out our 3D printing shop, ag3dprinting.etsy.com for a quick gift. We've got our Starship pen. We're going to have a bunch of multicolor 3D prints coming out. Now that our 3D printer can print in multiple colors, we'll talk about that on a future episode here. But yeah, folks, it's been a fun episode. Thank you for joining us and have a good one. Spread love and spread science.